0: I'm James Milley, and I'm Alex Mito, and this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. Awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the US, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I am also one of our two hosts here on the Artist Business Plan, which now reaches over 5,000 monthly listeners in a 100 countries around the globe and growing every single week. Today, we have got Josie Lewis here with us on the mic, Josie is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to build a following through flow. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you, ABP listeners. Artists. Have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Art Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right. So we are back here with Josie and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Josie Lewis is a prolific artist who also inspires and empowers other creatives to find their artistic voice and build a profitable art business on social media. She has built an audience of 3 million unique followers and her art process videos have been viewed more than 1 billion times. Holy cow. Josie received an MFA from the University of Minnesota. She has artwork in the public collections of General Mills, UC Berkeley, and the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. Her book, The New Color Mixing Companion, was published in 2019, and she is presented at TEDx Minneapolis. She lives in the Twin Cities with her husband and daughter. Welcome to the artist business plan, Josie.
1: Hi. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here. Um, now, before we dive into it, Josie, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art?
1: Uh, you know, my dad was a painter. So the earliest memory is probably a smell memory of turpentine. <laughs> <laughs> you know how powerful that smell is, you know? Oh, yeah. you oh, yeah. And oils and... And he had all these art books. And I remember looking through the art books and looking at all the pictures. So I was like, uh, I had a very early art history education.
0: That's great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were probably like, why would anyone be doing something with this crazy smelling stuff? And then, uh, and then it all made sense. All the dots connected later on. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Cool. Well, that's such a fun story. Thank you, Josie. Um, now, let's go ahead and jump into the other questions that we have. So Josie, you are an artist, speaker, author, and teacher with quite the following on social media. What platform has been the most useful medium for getting attention for your artwork? And what tips do you have for mastering that platform?
1: Yeah, so, um, so social media, uh, I've discovered, you know, in the last five years or so, like the internet is real (laughs) and there's a lot of, you can connect with a lot of humans this way. And it's been really exciting because I was, uh, you know, uh, just a traditional artist doing the traditional artist journey of making work and having real life exhibitions and teaching and, you know, doing the things in the, in the world, like in the physical world. (laughs) And then a couple of years ago um, I started posting videos of my art process to Instagram and they kind of blew up. And so it totally transformed how I conduct myself as an artist on on many, many different levels. Um, But it's, it's really exciting. So, you know, like I started with Instagram. I still think Instagram makes the most sense for visual artists. Although, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in other platforms as well.
0: Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, artists, first of all, remember the internet is real. I'm going to be <laughs> mentioning that all the time now. I love that. Um, but I, I totally agree that Instagram, like being such a visual platform is just naturally the one that makes the most sense for visual artists. Um, you know, even as other platforms are coming out, like, you know, clubhouse I think is wonderful, but again, it's really not visual. It's, it's, uh, you know, a, a place for discussion really. Um, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and also, yeah, videos are, are huge. There's, there's nothing more satisfying than watching, uh, you know, art processes happening on, on, uh, a video. It's, it's very satisfying.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure.
0: Cool. Um, so Josie, as an artist entrepreneur, you need to manage many relationships with collectors and fans. Uh, what are your top three tips for staying in touch and on top of their radar your your audience
1: well you know this is something I think about a lot because um, artists again back to the traditional model of someone would develop say a body of work alone in their studio and then after two years would have a show at a gallery and then they'd get feedback and you know maybe sales and and then they go back to the Studio and be alone again for two years and make a new body of work. So now, because of, you know, Instagram, everything's instant, I can literally show what I'm making five minutes after I've made it to many hundred thousands of people. And that is like, that really changes. It changes a lot, you know, it changes a lot. And it, so I think about this a lot because I, um, I'm in. I'm in a relationship with these the, these people that um, somehow I've sparked something in them that they you know want to be a part of my process, and I don't take that lightly. You know, I think it's really, like really special that people are. That, you know, they, there's something about what I'm doing, and that is you know sparking their imaginations, and they want to you know hang out and and communicate with me and. And like and comment and watch, and that and that's really a, a unique experience. One of the things that I think about a lot are um comedians, because comedians have that relationship with their audience that's super immediate, you know, where it's like if they, if they if they drop a joke and nobody laughs, it's like a failure, you know? Right, and they right. know right away, you know? Like they know like, oh, that one wasn't funny, you know? So then they have to try the timing again or try the, you know, the, the whatever, the the phrasing, or maybe that joke just doesn't work, or maybe they have to do it a little differently. And so then like the really good comedians go on tour and they deliver the same act hundreds, if not thousands of times. And um, so what they end up doing is they develop this relationship that, with the audience where the audience is defining their act. And, and, it's, and it's really um, intertwined. You know, a comedian can't get away from that. Like if, if nobody laughs, then they're not a success. But what's amazing about comedians is that the very best comedians are the ones that are the most unique and weird. <laughs> and surprising, you know, so even though they are in this intertwined relationship with the audience, they also, the successful ones, seem to have their own voice very firmly developed. And I, it's kind of a paradox, but I think it's really um, kind of spectacular. And especially thinking about being an artist on social media, Um I feel like I have this like little comedy routine with my audience and I get to try out different acts, (laughs) you know, like, well, (laughs) let's see, what do you guys think about this color combination or, or this, you know, um, style or these, you know, different kind of like motifs. And then I get, I get immediate feedback and it's not, it's not without problems, but it is, um, super engaging and interesting. You know, I haven't given you the three tips though. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I've, got, I've, I've got some. I have well, to. <laughs> let's chat about the three tips in one second. Okay. But I, there's some really like valuable nuggets of information that I think that you just mentioned. I mean, first of all, like being in a relationship. I mean, this is a this is like a, a method of making art that was not even possible before. Like you said, I mean, it was yeah. it was almost like going on tour. You know, the way that you're saying about like being in your studio and then you go and have exhibitions once you have some body of work done. And then once you've like, you know, exhibited that enough, then you go back to the studio, you make another body of work. Now it's, it's this, uh, kind of back and forth, uh, like almost, I don't know. It's like taking your voice, like you said, having, having that really strong, well-defined voice. So it's not just, you know, your audience is, is fully molding your art, but It almost becomes a little bit of like collective consciousness art where it's, it's you combined with a lot of other people's feedback, creating your work as you go. It's really exciting. Um, But yeah, I, I, I kind of just wanted to like give that a moment to, to, uh, you know, exist and and be thought about right now, but let's go to your, uh, three tips. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, if, you know, people ask me all the time, artists, you know, are like, oh shoot, I should probably like pay attention to social media. What should I do, Josie? What should I do? Um, There's a lot of stress. I think that uh, I I feel not to mention, you know, everybody else, because there's a lot to think about. and, um, And I think, you know, my first piece of advice is just to pick one thing, you know, like, Because if you're like, okay, I got to be on Instagram, and I got to be on TikTok, and I got to be on Pinterest, and I got to be on, you know, Clubhouse or whatever, it's just overwhelming. And then who's who's got time to make art, you know? So like, start with one thing that seems to be working or seems to fit with, you know, like your routine and your, um, personality and, and probably Instagram is a, is a good way to go because it's visual and, you know, all those things It seems to suit a visual, a visual artist. Um, and then I would say it's the three, the three things are niching down. So not Showing everything you've ever made, not showing your hamburger, not showing your dog, you know, just like picking a topic and sticking with it, you know, like, so if you're um, working with a particular um, uh, media, you know, then just like, okay, I'm just going to post about this media. And it might be the work in process. It might be the finished work. It might be the work in a gallery, but it's like, you just pick the one because otherwise, you know, if I land on somebody's page and they've just got a whole bunch of stuff in there, that might be great for their friends, but it's not great for me if I'm just interested in their art. You know, I don't really care about their sandwich, you know? (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of like professionalizing the grid a little bit, you know? And then consistency, it's like, you You just gotta pick a consistency and stick to it, so if it's not if you can't do it daily, then do it it's every other day and if you can't do it every other day, then maybe it's twice a week, but it does need to it does need to be in a you know kind of a regular rhythm because and that's actually an algorithm thing. the algorithm of of any platform kind of likes to know that you're gonna keep showing up, and if you just pick a pick a consistency then that they, they'll be like all right, we know when they're coming back. We know they are coming back. <laughs> so it's like, they're, they're like a trustworthy person to be showing to our audience, you know? And then the final thing is story because ultimately though, I think a lot of artists might be kind of introverted and not uh, necessarily, you know, they kind of like, I want the art to speak for itself. It's like, all, what happens is that the art sparks somebody, but it's the maker who brings, brings them in and engages them and makes them want to purchase, you know, eventually. So it's, it's kind of like, and the story doesn't have to be too complex. It's kind of like, there could be like a, you know, I'm really into, um, you know, eating vegan. And so maybe you're not showing your vegan foods, but then that talking about being a vegan cook in your in your comments starts to create a little shape about who you are. And I think that that's really important to, you know, engage an audience.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, those are three really like perfect tips, I would say to, to start out. I mean, first, like just picking a topic, like don't show your hamburgers. (laughs) And like, you know, I think that, I mean, there's certain artists that I'll follow and, I don't even really see their, their final products. Like you were saying, like, I only see videos of their process. Um, and I, that's what I want to see as one of their followers. I, I want to see their process because it's really satisfying to watch. Um, so definitely niching down as the first tip, uh, consistency. I, I like how you were saying about the algorithm of Instagram likes it. Um, almost feels like operant conditioning or something where it's like, okay, as long as the schedule is consistent, then Instagram knows what to expect from you. So, um, and then with, you know, putting stories, I mean, we always talk about no like trust, which is basically, you know, sure your product can be good. Your art can be excellent, but also a huge component of someone deciding to buy from you versus, you know, the next artist that they see is that they know you, they like you and they trust you. And that's where stories come in. Um, that's, you know, your opportunity to, um, you know, make yourself more personal. Um, I mean, that's, you know, at Superfine uh, we, we survey the visitors that come to the fair and basically the, the thing that people care about most is meeting the artists. So besides buying art, someone is wanting to have a connection to you as an artist. Um, it's, it's exciting for people. So, um, uh, those are, those are three really, uh, solid, uh, awesome tips, Josie.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Cool. All right, so Josie, um, I want to talk about your your TED talk. So, your TED talk was incredibly powerful, and I wanted to ask you, what is the number one way that someone can experience flow in their creative process and use it to their advantage?
1: Yeah. So, flow. I'm. I really get geeked out on flow, and the nut. What flow is in a nutshell is just um, focused and engrossed attention that is pleasurable for, you know, the practitioner. And you can get flow a lot of different ways. Certainly, you know, all the artists that are listening to this will find this very familiar because, of course, artists and musicians and creators um, get into flow on a regular basis. But you can also get it walking and cooking and gardening and all the all the things. And um, the thing that I think is really incredible about flow is that when you're in flow there's actually brain changes that happen and you can you'll lose track of time you'll kind of like have almost like a disembodied um departure of yourself and your anxious, (laughs) anxious tendencies, or I should, I should speak in the first person. I will leave my anxious mind when I'm making art, which I think is probably why I'm an artist. I think it's like, ultimately it's like a therapeutic device where I'm like, I don't know, I don't, I'm imbalanced and I feel uncomfortable. I need to go make something. And then that kind of like Jerks me back, you know, and it it brings me back into like a a state of balance, and um and so I, I I'm sure a lot of artists you know know exactly what I'm talking about, and um what flow does too is that it really ratchets up creativity and productivity, uh, pro- creativity and productivity, um and you'll discover new ideas and um. The skill levels of various things, you know, really skyrocket in flow, um, and I think I think it's really spectacular. And I think a lot of people. One of the things about flow that's important is that the difficulty level has to be just right. So you have to have a little bit of a challenge, but not too much challenge. And I ask I ask people all the time what they think that challenge is. Of you know, if like a hundred percent challenge is like if you put me on the top of a of a skill, you know, a ski slope. I don't ski, never yeah, ski. Yeah. And if you put me on the black diamond, I, that'll be a hundred percent challenge. And I'll just think I'm going to die. I'm not going to get into flow, you know? Um, but if I have zero percent challenge, which might be, um, you know, like watching TV or, you know, sitting at the chalet, I'm not going to get into flow because I need a little bit of challenge. So I asked people what the percentage of challenge that they need to be giving themselves to get into flow. And people are like, well, maybe like 50% or 80% or 30%. But the fact is the challenge is four, four percent.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so 4% is the challenge that we need to get to, to get into flow. And if we go over 4%, then it's hard and we're frustrated. <laughs> and a lot of people, I think they overshoot, they overshoot their challenge. You know, they want it to be, they, they, they think it needs to be really hard. And so then they like dial it way up and then they're frustrated and mad and it's not fun and they don't achieve flow, you know, so
0: it's it's a bit of a slow burn it's uh just enough challenge that's it's it's kind of the same thing where you think that oh i probably use like 90% of my brain power right like i i'm always thinking no you're using <laughs> like right. yeah like 10% of your brain um exactly. uh so yeah no i i think that's great and uh i i don't often think about flow myself but i can tell you that i feel flow i yes. I, I definitely can tell when I am in a groove, I'm, I'm jamming. And, and like you said, like, I feel more creative. I feel more productive in that time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't always think about how to, how to get into that and and start out being in flow. So I, I highly recommend to any artists out there, listen to what Josie's saying and <laughs> like get yourself into flow before you just start like immediately diving into whatever you're doing, whether it's making art or, you know, living life, skiing, whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Josie, we're going to come right back. And everyone out there, Josie is going to tell you more about what you want to know about pricing and selling art and so much more. But first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Josie, you mentioned that you discuss pricing art with inquiring artists. Um, What is your method for helping adequately price art?
1: I I get a lot of questions. I I do um, a little bit of coaching with um, artists about like kind of how to conduct the business operations, which is like kind of a passion of mine. And um, one of the the number one question I get is how to price art. And there's, you know, there's a couple of things that I I really want to, you know, that I talk a lot about to to artists that ask, and that is um, a lot of times artists are thinking of their work like a commodity, where it's kind of like um you know if you if you go to the the target and you're picking up toilet paper you'll just buy the cheapest one, you know, yeah. you're, you're not, you're not really like thinking about, well, do I want the nicer packaging or, you know, maybe some people are diehard, you know, branded toilet paper users, but I'm <laughs> guessing not, you know, like toilet paper, paper towels or dish soap or whatever, you just kind of buy the one that's the cheapest. Um, that sometimes artists get into that mindset especially if you're selling on etsy or something because on etsy there's a lot of there's a lot of uh competition from people who are maybe like manufacturing something in in bulk and they're not hand making it and so they can sell it for eight dollars but a handmade item can't you know like can't really be sold for eight dollars like depending on what your margin is it's like not really that it's not really going to work so if you if you're trying to just be bottom dollar as an artist to try to get people to buy your work, um, A, you're not going to make any money. And B, you're not going to be very respected because it's like you can go to Ikea and buy a print for $20, but that's not what artists are trying to do. And I don't think that that collectors are buying art based on whether it's cheap. (laughs) Like there's something else that's happening. And I think it's kind of like um, with uh, luxury products uh, there's, there, as far as a the timepiece, there's not much difference between a Timex and a Rolex. But the purchasing behavior of somebody who will buy a Rolex versus a Timex is very different. And so as artists, we're looking... For the Rolex buyers, you know, which means it actually is a benefit to raise our prices because the Rolex buyer is looking for that thing that's really special and really unique and maybe unattainable, you know, or, or, or it's a little bit of a reach, you know, Um, in uh, along those lines, though, I also uh, think about like price tiers a lot because I think there are a lot of people that can't afford a Rolex and maybe would like to buy art, but the Rolex is way out of reach. So I think about, um, I have three A's of price tiers and the three A's are accessible, achievable, and aspirational. And the ex in the accessible price tier, I, I like to put things like prints or licensing, you know, like cards or, you know, I sell jigsaw puzzles, or I should say I have licensed my art to Jigsaw Puzzles that you can now buy at right. Target. So those are 10.99. You know, they're, I mean, $10.99. They're very affordable and uh, they're very accessible. And then somebody can, like, have, you know, a, like a piece, literally jigsaw pieces of my art. Um, and
0: it's,
1: your <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, um, very accessible. So if you could figure out a way, if an artist could figure out a way to have that line of work that doesn't take a lot of their, time and effort to produce that's super accessible and just easy, like, you know, a a postcard pack or stickers or, you know, easily produced print, something like that. You know, that's, that's really great, especially someone who's, you know, running their own store on, you know, on Etsy or on their own website, you know, kind of selling from social media, that accessible thing is really great. Like just an easy, fast way to, collect their art then achievable is something that's in the next tier and what that number is you know depends on your art and it depends on your margin it depends on what you're offering but in my in my case i will make you know i'll sell art that's like maybe a hundred dollars and it's it's like you know that's like a cheap pair of jeans these days, you know, (laughs) like, like, um, you know, and that, and that might really change depending on your margin. And I really pay attention to the margin because I still want to make money. You know, I still want to get paid. (laughs) So I, I know, I know how much it costs me to make. I know how much time it takes me to make it. And so then I set that price with a really nice margin. So I am actually getting paid. You know, I think artists should get paid. I have, this is a little, a little bias that I have, but artists should actually get paid for what they do. It's
0: <laughs> and revolutionary.
1: Then, I know, right? And then the last one is aspirational. And that is like the super amazing, like hotel lobby. That's like, we have a $50,000 budget for something incredible you know, for the lobby or the airport or, you know, some, something, or like a really, you know, fancy collector that just got a new house that has a big wall that they want to do something really, really special. So then those ones are, you know, those, those don't come along as often. Um, but it's nice to have all three, you know, as possibilities for people.
0: Yeah. I I think all three is the key. I mean, you can sell, you know, one thing for a million dollars or you can sell a million things for $1. Uh. You know kind of taking that mentality and just having those three different levels uh i i love the three a's that you said again that's accessible achievable and aspirational um and what you were saying before about ikea i mean we we totally subscribe to that idea uh at superfine as well i mean artists out there listening if you know if you're comparing yourself to ikea you know that's that's not your direct competitor because If someone wants to just buy something cheap for their wall, they can go and buy something mass produced again, like, you know, at Ikea or target or whatever, wonderful brands. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a different mindset part of, you know, why someone is buying your art is, you know, they're, they're buying your own experience, the own time that you've put into making that thing by hand. Um, that's what's so special about it. And that's why you're charging a different price. Um, so Josie, I, I think that having all, all three of those levels is, uh, is huge in, you know, building up, uh, a a bigger audience and just selling the art that you need to, to be a successful artist. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so Josie, we have two more questions. Um, second to last question (laughs) is, uh, artist entrepreneurs are chronically lone wolves at first. Um, what would you say is the first team member that you would advise bringing on uh, to help manage your art business?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think about this one quite a lot cuz I definitely feel like a one woman band, you know, I'm only I'm over here playing all the instruments and figuring it all out and you know, I think artists are also like bootstrappers, you know, they're like, hmm, I don't know how to build a Facebook ad. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to watch right. some YouTube's and I'm going to I don't know how to photoshop this, you know, this uh, document. Documentation of my work, I better figure out how to photoshop. but you know we just we just figure it all out because you know we're, that's what we do. Um, and there comes a point though, and there's maybe various tiers of where it's time you know to hire an actual expert. <laughs> and there's all sorts of reasons why that can be really beneficial, and ultimately, it's because it will make you or save you money. And so the first person that I hired Way back, I mean, I think I was, you know, 19, <laughs> and I was like, you know what I need? You know what I need right now? I need a CPA. So I hired myself an accountant, a tax a tax person, and uh, and I, you know, back back then I was waiting tables and selling a few thousand dollars of art a year, um, but working with that accountant over the years. Now I've used the same guy, Mark love you, Mark. If you're listening, you're the best. <laughs> he, um, he has been doing my taxes now for, you know, 20 some years and he has saved me. I'm sure it, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, so that for the couple hundred bucks that I paid him, he has advised me and guided me through thick and thin. And, uh, I would just tell every single artist that what they need is an accountant, a CPA in particular, like someone to walk through the tax, the tax stuff, because it's just oh my gosh, it's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, that's you know, like a month and a half period of your life that you're you're not going to be uh, creating art, not going to be selling it. You're just going to be diving into figuring out all of your complicated taxes that uh, <laughs> are especially confusing as an artist. I would say <laughs> so. Yes. yes. Uh, hire a CPA artist, uh, as before (laughs) any. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just, it'll change everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, so Josie, this has been such an amazing conversation. Uh, I want to bring it home for our listeners out there. Um, what is a call to action that you want to share with our listeners so that they can take full advantage of all of your helpful tips that you have?
1: Yes, so I love to help artists and creatives figure out the business side of what they're doing because, like I was saying, I think artists should get paid. And you know, traditionally, maybe some of the colleges are changing now, but I sure didn't get any um, lessons on business when I was in art school. <laughs> like they just they, that was not a you know a priority. Yeah, for, the, <laughs> for the schools that I went to. So um, I'd say that's probably true with a lot of artists. And there's a really unhelpful myth that says that artists aren't or shouldn't be good at money, you know, shouldn't be good at financial thinking and business-minded stuff. Like somehow art and, and money should be, um, you know, it's like money's kind of dirty or something. <laughs> and that artists should just be work making the art and not worrying about all the other things. But the fact is, I just want to keep coming back to, artists should get paid. <laughs> right. So I'm a big fan of artists getting paid. So I actually made a free... A mini course called the Five Pillars of Selling Your Art Online, and uh, it's fast and easy. I give you super actionable tips. Um, you can uh, pop in and out in less than an hour, probably, and and learn my learn the basics that I have learned over the years.
0: That's amazing. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna sign up for that as well uh, after this uh, this podcast. Uh, that's that's so great that you have that resource. Um, so that's the five pillar course. Uh, we actually have the link here for it. It's www.josielewis.com slash five pillars. That'll also be in the show notes. So take a look there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, thank you so much, Josie. Uh, this has been such a great conversation, uh, to all of you business artists out there. Josie has been here with us today, sharing her amazing perspective. You'll definitely want to go back, listen to this episode again. If you didn't already take notes, uh, sometimes I like listening to things first, just soaking everything in and then going back and actually taking notes. So if you like doing that too, do that. Um, you can listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world uh, to connect with Josie. You can follow her at Josie Lewis Art on Instagram and TikTok. And again, you can visit her website to get those uh, five pillars at slash five pillars. As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram, and we always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and loving the artist business plan. Um, <laughs> once again, we really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. And those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. And as always, I like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, the quote is by William James, and it is, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. Josie, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. For that, we are so grateful. It's
1: been a pleasure. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan. Get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say. So follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's superfine.world.